Welcome to the Simple Church Podcast. We'd like to thank you for taking a few moments out of your day to listen to what God is doing here in Reynoldsburg, Ohio. We hope today's message will be encouraging and uplifting to you. To learn more about Simple Church, maybe you'd like to be our guest for a service, please visit our website at www.simplechurchohio.com. There you'll find more information about us, location, service times, and even online giving opportunities. And now, here's today's message. Simple Church. Um, That's how we start. Good morning. My name is Tim Tuan. I'm the Connect Pastor here at at Simple Church. Uh, Welcome to Simple Church and welcome to the series that we're going through. We are going through a series titled Not a Fan. And and we've we've had a focus over the last three weeks as to what separates being a a fan from a follower and what what, what you need to have in place uh, to be a follower. I think the first week it it was the description between a fan and a follower. And then uh, the, the next week we had uh, a focus on who was invited in to be a follower, and, and, and the week prior it was a, a call to intimacy as a follower, who, who, how we were supposed to interact with uh, Jesus. And, and today we're going to continue on in that, in that series, though it will probably look a little bit different than how Aaron preaches. I, I come at it um, with a different style. So I'm letting you know up front that when I ask you questions, if you've been here before, you know me, if I ask you questions... They're not rhetorical, and they're not meant to just like answer in your head silently. I'm actually looking for you to, to blurt it out and, and shout out an answer. Um, I, like, I like the back and forth. So this is Sylvia's day. <laughs> Everybody here can be Sylvia. So totally jump in on, on, in, in on the conversation, because hopefully to a certain extent, that's what we're having as a conversation. So I'm going to start off with saying that I am a chaser of comfort. Anybody else here? Chaser of comfort? Oh, yeah. Comfort is awesome. We go to such an extreme. Uh, we, we go to this, this cabin called the Greenhouse of Fun, which is this, this wood cabin that has electric but not much else. And, and the beds that we sleep on are these beds from, like, the 30s. They're, they're heavy metal beds with a piece of plywood and a mattress that's that thick. They're wretched, wretched, uncomfortable beds. And we've been going to this, this campground for a going on, this is, I think, our 11th year that we've been going to this campground. And every year, we, we bring a different kind of air mattress, you know, something that's maybe a little bit more comfortable. And, and two years ago, we chased after comfort in such a way that we started borrowing our friend's trailer to load up all of our stuff. And we bought two twin mattresses that we use as side panels on this, on this trailer so that when we go to the greenhouse of fun, we sleep comfortably. And, and we've really gone out of our way to sleep comfortably. We we, we chase after that comfort. And, and, and that's not the only area in our lives. You know, there's a lot of things in our lives that, that we just specifically chase after because we want to be comfortable. The shoes that I'm wearing, I spent way too much money on to get the right shoe and the right insole because I want my feet to be comfortable. My, my wife has got particular coffee cups that she drinks out of because she likes the way the, the, the lip of the coffee rim feels on her lip. That that's, that that's a comfy spot. And I'll wash, you know, we'll wash that cup. If that cup's dirty, we'll wash that cup so that she can have that right cup in the morning. Um, and, and I'm going to guess that we all have some of these little oddity, strange places. Anybody want to share a, a, comfy, a comfy spot, something that they chase after? No shoes? Anyone else? Sylvia? What's that? Cool air at night. 
I know you're all thinking of something and you're just a little shy to shout it out, but get used to it. I'm going to keep on asking. Um, we, we chase after comfort. We, we will go out of our way for comfort. We desire comfort. We expect comfort to a certain extent. And, and that actually starts flowing over into our church life. You know, Sunday, Sunday morning service, you guys are, are seeking some level of comfort. And, and we as, as a congregation are trying to appeal to that comfort level. And if you think, oh, no, you're so full of it, tell me about these chairs. <laughs> Anybody remember the, the, the funeral home? The funeral home chairs were wretched. These chairs are awesome, and we want these chairs so that you can feel comfortable. We're here in this building, part of the reason, because people weren't comfortable coming to the funeral home. We have air conditioned, which has been turned up a little bit, so it's actually more comfortable in here than it was in first service. First service was stinking cold. It was, it was blazing cold. But, but, we, but we appeal to that. We have fresh, hot coffee. Our kids' ministry rooms are bright and colorful, and, and we have tons of fun in there. And, and even some of the church slogans, the, 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 the mottos that we use, um, can like push towards that comfort zone as well. Come as you are. Come as you are is, is, a, is a statement, because we want you to feel comfortable in here, right? We want you to feel comfortable coming here. Loving God is simple. That's one of the new t-shirts. Loving God is simple. That is... That is, that is a comfort statement. We, we want you to know that it is simple. Loving God, loving people, and serving the world, simple. You know, the, these are all statements that, that uh, are not wrong, but, but understand that they do appeal to a certain level of our comfort, our desire as, as, uh, as Christians and to find people to come into the church, that, that we don't want to put up these walls and these barriers. We want more people to come, right? We want more people to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. But Jesus' slogan was probably something a little bit different. Jesus' slogan could be heard as, come and die. Come and die. There's a sales pitch, ain't it? You know, I'm, I'm wearing this shirt that says, that says, come and die. I had to talk to, to Derek about, you know, some, some of the shirts that we got. They're, they're cool. Not my personal taste. Love you, Derek. Not my personal taste. And, and, and there was a part of me as we were going through the series, like, you know, I want one that just says, come and die. I, I want that to, to be the conversation. And, and so I shot it out to Derek, and he sends over this picture that looks like this. You know, and it looks like, like a little Polaroid of some beach scene, you know, some 70s vacation ad that says, you know, come and enjoy this. And he had on this fancy font, fancy font, come and die. And at first I was thinking, wow, that just looks weird. And I was like, oh, I like that a lot, you know? That, that as a church, what we're doing is we're trying to appeal to the comfy, the happy, the nice, the, the desirable. And if you, it, yeah, at the same time, Jesus comes at us with, come and die. Come and die. So I just, let me be clear, none of this stuff is bad in itself. These slogans, the nice chairs, the air conditioning, the, none of that is bad. It's just that when we take it to a level of that's what we're seeking as far as comfort, well, then we're in trouble. Then we're in trouble. So let's, uh, we'll, we'll do a little experiment. It was interesting, first service. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say our slogans, and you follow it up with, and die. Okay? And you have to say it out loud. So I'm going to say the slogan, and you say it out loud, and, and, and I'm going to give you permission to say that and die whenever I say the slogan. Anybody else? No. You can't jump in on that. But if I'm up here and I say, you loving God is simple? Okay, so here we go. 
Connect, grow, serve. Die. Come as you are. Loving God, loving people, serving the world. Loving God is simple. Get the app. Yeah, that one just doesn't really make sense, though, does it? You know, get the app and see what we're doing. And then die, you know. So this morning, we're, gonna, we're just going to kind of latch on to that, come and die. We're going to see where Jesus says this. And, 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 and as, a, as, a, as a follower, what he's calling us to do. So we're going to be looking at a huge chunk of Scripture. And if you're familiar with how I tend to preach, we look at sections of Scripture, and we just kind of like, like work through that. So we're going to look at a huge chunk of Scripture. One verse. Everybody's like, oh, yes, one verse. Just one verse. We're going to be looking at Luke 9.23. Now, I've got it up here in two different versions because my encouragement to you is that, that if when you're reading your Bible that you use multiple translations. Um, ESV, NIV, NLT, if you are a glutton for punishment, pull out the King James. But I encourage you in this way because there are words that are translated differently. And in the translations, not that it radically changes the meaning, what it does is it it broadens the picture of what is trying to be said here. Because they're translating from Hebrew and Greek, and and those are are tough, tough languages to translate into English. And so I encourage you to read in multiple translations. So you guys are going to end up reading this a lot today. Luke 9.23 in the ESV says, And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Luke 9.23 says the same thing. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. So here comes the uncomfortable part. My first question is, who is speaking? Jesus. 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 That's important. We need to know who's speaking because there are some heavy-duty commands here, and we want to know exactly who is talking. Okay? So Jesus is speaking. Who is he speaking to? All. All. All is significant. He is speaking to all. He is speaking to everyone. Jesus, in this statement, right off the bat, has, has removed any barriers, any roadblocks, any reasons for rationalizing that he's not speaking to you. He is speaking to the prostitutes, the tax collectors, the disciples, the, the fishermen, the Pharisees. He is speaking to all. He is speaking to all. What's coming next is for all. Now, if we go from the all, who else is he speaking to? we look at these verses. Did you hear that? Anyone else want to blurt that out? Anyone. Anyone. There's a slight difference here. There's a a perspective shift here. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago in, in, in Aaron's message. The all is the masses. The anyone is me. Who hears an anyone? I am anyone. You can say that. Say it out loud. I am anyone. One more time. I am anyone. I am anyone. I'm not everyone. We are everyone. Everyone is everyone. But I am anyone. 
It takes, it takes what Jesus is about to say from just going out to this blanket statement to the masses to something very personal. The statement is radically personal. The statement's not just for everyone. It's for anyone. And I am anyone. I am anyone. So what do you think the end goal here is? If I look at these verses, what's the end goal? Following Jesus. And it says right there, whoever wants to be my disciple, whoever wants to be my apprentice, if anyone would come after me, if anyone would come after me, this is, this is his goal. His goal is for you to come after him. The, the objective is, is very point blank, very serious. Right there, if anybody would be my disciple, then we get the opportunity to see what, what the expectations are. But there's a big word in the NIV that comes after that. Whoever wants to be my disciple, out loud, must. Must. Must is not a suggestion. Must is not a, if you want to. Must is, you know, this is a really good idea. It would benefit you. Must is must. You must do what's coming next. This is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, speaking to everyone, speaking to anyone. If I want to be a follower, if I want to be a disciple, I must. I must. This is uncomfortable. This is uncomfortable because what's coming next is not, again, a suggestion. Jesus Christ is telling me exactly what he expects of me. He is telling me exactly what he thinks and knows I should do. He's telling me exactly what I should be doing. And we hate that. We hate that. You know, who wants to be told what to do? Who loves being told what to do? We hate it. I don't like it. Never have. You know, somebody tells me what to do. I'm, you know, there's a primary. It's just like, you wish. I'm going to do the exact opposite of what you're telling me to do. Be very clear and understand that I am not standing here telling you what you must do. My role as pastor or preacher does not have that authority when it comes to this verse. Remember who's speaking? Who's speaking here? Jesus. Jesus is the authority. I'm just saying what Jesus said. But Jesus is the one who said, if you're going to follow me, if you're going to be a follower, not a fan, if you're going to be a disciple, if you're going to be an apprentice, you must. You must. Don't let that go by the wayside quick. You must. What must he do? Deny. Deny himself. I am not good at denying myself. I am probably in denial that I need to deny myself. I am fat because I don't deny myself donuts. I am in debt because I don't deny myself the stuff that I want right now. My marriage is in trouble because I don't deny myself the company of other women or internet sites. I am this 
because I deny myself this. Anybody there? Can you, can you, can you imagine an area in your life that, that flat out sucks because I've denied myself or I haven't denied myself the, the pleasures, the desires, the comforts, the whatever it is. And yet, that's not what Jesus is telling us to deny ourselves of. What is he telling us to deny ourselves of? Ourselves. Jesus isn't saying, if anyone would come after me, let him deny donuts. Let him deny a big screen TV. Let him deny insert object here. He's telling us to deny ourselves. We have to give up who we are. We have to give up not just particular desires, our desires. We have to be willing to give up our possessions, our, our thoughts, our, our, you name it. We have to be able to deny ourselves all of that because that's what he's saying there. I'm denying my, I'm de- denying me because he told me to. And, and that's just, uh, I struggle with that. I struggle with that. I'm, if I'm going to be a follower of Jesus Christ, I need to deny myself. And it's a combination of deny myself and what else? Somebody other than Sylvia. Take up a cross. I'm supposed to take up my cross. I'm supposed to deny myself and take up a cross. Now we're at the cross. The cross, when it, when it comes to like things of comfort, we have turned the cross into an object of comfort. And as Christians, I, you know, I don't want to deny the fact that, that what the cross represents, the cross represents uh, grace and forgiveness and sacrifice and that, and that Jesus' death on the cross has given us such wonderful, beautiful, eternal things that, that that cross can be lifted up. It's like, you know, that cross is freaking awesome. However, that is not what Jesus is talking about here. Jesus is not referring to the cross as the pretty ornament on our Christmas tree. Who's got a, Christmas, who's got a cross on their Christmas tree? Anyone? Who's wearing a cross right now? Either on a necklace or earrings or a ring or, or even a tattoo. Maybe you got a, a cross tattoo. We've, we've turned it into something beautiful. But, but Jesus' description of the cross is something radically different. If, if we had somebody from Jesus' time walking around today with us, looking at us with the cross as this beautiful adornment, they would think that we were nuts. The cross, while to us at the moment is a sign of grace and, and beauty and and life-giving stuff. To them, it's a, it's a sign of torture, humiliation, and death. Torture, humiliation, and death. That's the cross that Jesus is speaking to. He's not speaking to the, the cross of beauty. He's speaking to the cross of death. Come and die. Come and die. And, and we've transformed it into something different. It is that object of grace, but we remove the fact that it is an object of terror. If if we were to be wearing something similar, it would be like wearing uh, an electric chair earrings or a guillotine necklace. This is what it 
it represents. This is what Jesus is telling you it represents. And, and so we are called to take up our cross and, 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 and be very clear that taking up our cross, we've just kind of like, that's my cross to bear. Is that, you know, that, everybody's familiar with that phrase. We've softened that. We kind of like say, well, it's, you know, I'm sick. It's my cross to bear. Right? You know, my job sucks. That's, that's my cross to bear. Or, you know, I have this bad relationship. That's my cross to bear. Those aren't crosses to bear. That's, that ain't it. Maybe how you respond to those areas is, is it, but, but those aren't it. Um, we're called to, to die. We're called to, to kill off us. And, and it might be freakishly painful. That coming and dying is, is very possible. Carrying that cross is very possible. And not very possible, most likely going to hurt. This, uh, this past week, so we, so we do a discovery, a discovery study for our, our kids, for like fourth through eighth graders, fourth through tenth graders. We just got this group of kids back there. And, and one of the takeaways from that group is that we're supposed to come out of there with an I will statement. We're supposed to uh, look at the scripture and, and find a verse, uh, find, find a way that we can be obedient to those verses. And, and, uh, and last week we were looking through these verses in Genesis and, and, uh, and I'll just share it. the verses in Genesis where God was looking out at humankind and he saw that we were all wicked and he was grieved, he was sad, he was broken to see how, how much that we had failed. So he was going to wipe out not just everyone but everything. He was just going to take it all and gone. And then he had favor on Noah. Those were our verses. That was the story. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, we've got to come up with an I will statement off of this. What do we do with that? Um, and then one kid spoke up and said, I'm gonna, I'm, I've got this person that, that I would like to have pretty much wiped off, and I'm going to find favor in them. I'm going to have grace on them. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, there we go. This is where we're running. And, and, and as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, well, you know, there's this guy that, that lives close to me who last year hurt me. I was offended. I was irritated. I was, I was angry. And in my anger, I responded in a way that is not what Christ would want from me. I wasn't, I wasn't a jerk to him. I just kind of like removed myself and, and brushed him off. And sitting there with these kids and understanding what I was supposed to do, what I ultimately had to do was kill my pride. I had to, I had to put that to death. This guy had offended me. I needed to kill my offense. I needed to kill my, my sense for retaliation or justice. I had to put all of that to death. And not only did I have to put, put that to death, but I had to pick up my cross and go over there and apologize. And for the next two days, I said no. And it wasn't just like, nah. It was no. No, 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 no. Uh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And, and in those days... I was dying a painful death. 
it just was dragging on. And, and I got to a place where I was out mowing the lawn and still wrestling with it. It was just, oh, it just sucked. And, and at one point I said to guys, okay, if I'm going to do this, one of these like God deals, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to do this, you've got to make it at least somewhat easy on me. And, you know, if he's outside when I do this swipe, then I'll go over and do it. <laughs> and I did the swipe, and there he was. It's like, oh! oh! Okay. And in that moment, I had to finish it off. I had to, fi- I had to finish me off. And I went over there, and I said, hey, man, I need to apologize to you. And we had a little conversation, and I walked away, and, and then I realized that some of me was still kicking. Because as I was going over there, I was thinking, well, I could go, like, best case scenario, he's like, oh, thank you for, I'm so sorry myself, I, I shouldn't have done that. And, or worst case scenario, he'd start calling me names, and it was like, oh, I just laid it out. And it was just kind of like in the middle. And I walked away still irritated. I didn't get the response I wanted went back to mowing the lawn, and, and as I'm ticked about not getting the response I wanted, what I heard was, you were supposed to die. You didn't do this so that you could get a response. You did this because you were supposed to be obedient. That you were supposed to kill the parts of you that, that I don't want to see in you. And it, and it took a little while for me to say, okay, I'm sorry. And it was another killing. I had, I had to see that die. You might have situations like that in your own life where you need to see that die, to see that in you die. And, and it, you know, it might be stuff. It might be, you got somebody that, that comes up to you and says, you know, I'm going on a mission trip and I need some support. And you're like, no, I want my money. Well, you might need to die to your love of money and, and give. You, there's all sorts of things that might need to happen. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Well, let me get back to these verses here. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. Another big word. What's the next word? Daily. Daily. Well, this word sucks for people who just want to be on Sunday, you know. <laughs> I'm cool with picking up my cross and showing up for the 11 o'clock service. I think that's not 11.30 or 8.15. If there was only one service at 8.15, I don't know if I could t- pick up that cross. Daily. Sunday morning is not the only place that we're called to die. Sunday morning is not the only place that we're called to deny ourselves. We are called to deny ourselves and pick up our cross daily. Daily. Today, that's Sunday. Sunday, today is the day that I pick up my cross and deny myself and pick up my cross and and die to him. Today. I'm not too worried about tomorrow. Only the days that are today. Monday will be today. And Tuesday will be today. And the rest of the days will be today. But I'm not worried about tomorrow. Today. That I read this every day. Jesus said to me, if I would come after him, if I'm going to be his disciple, I need to deny myself and pick up my cross, not just this one and done, right now today. 
And then you, know, you take it even further, not just a right now today, right now. He's not telling us to push it off. Because really, if I say, well, I'll do that tomorrow, who's going to do it tomorrow? Eh, probably not. We have a pattern. One of the patterns that we've tried to install in our life is that when we're, when we're we'll ask for prayer requests. I'll go up to somebody and ask them if I can pray for them. So any way that I can pray for you this week? And, and more often than that, they say, yeah. And they'll share it with me. And, and then my next response is, I am going to forget. Can I pray for you right now? I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to do it today while it's today. If I wait till tomorrow, there's too many, too many chances for me to, to say no or to forget. Deny yourself and take up your cross daily. Daily. Okay. Let's see if I can get this worded right. How do I know how I'm supposed to deny myself and pick up my cross? How do I know that? I knew it from my Discovery Bible study. Did you hear what I told you that we did? We looked at God's word and we asked questions as to how it is that we were going to follow after him. So my statement is here, in light of these verses, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, you need to follow Jesus. Duh. That, that sounds a little silly. But if you're going to follow Jesus, you need to follow Jesus. If you're going to be a follower, you've got to follow him. If, if you're not investing time in your relationship with Christ, if you're not in his word, if you're not in prayer, if you're not in community with other believers, if your only time with Jesus is on Sunday morning during a sermon, uncomfortable statement coming, you are not a follower. You're not a follower. You can be a follower, but you're not a follower. If I want to get to know, and we'll just pick on Sylvia. If I want to get to know Sylvia, how well am I going to get to know Sylvia if I show up at John's house once a week for 20 minutes and hear John tell me about Sylvia? I'm, I'm probably not going to get to know her at all. I'll get to know little bits and pieces, but there'll be nothing personal. It'll all just be John's stories. Same here on Sunday morning, people. If your only experience with Jesus Christ is listening to the pastors up here preach Jesus Christ, you're not a follower. You're not a follower. You're maybe a fan. I don't know. And, and then everybody's like, oh, crap. To follow Jesus, you got to follow Jesus. If you want to know what it is that you're supposed to do, if you want to know how it is that I'm supposed to deny myself, if you want to see those opportunities clearly, if you want to know how it is that I'm supposed to pick up my cross today, what are these wondrous opportunities that I get to, to die to myself, you need to know him. 
You need to be not just following after him. You need to be chasing after him. You need to know him and let you be known by him. And when we meet with these kids in the back, that, that's what we're doing. That's what I'm hopefully teaching them to do. I'm not teaching them the God of Scripture. I'm teaching them how to ask questions of the God of Scripture so they can know how to respond to him. They're responding to him, not to me. We are called to respond to him. We're, we have this desperate need to follow him if you want to be a follower. There is totally a choice in here. One's a fan and one's a follower. The, that's the break. There's no different paths to be a follower. You need to know him. You need to know him and you desperately need to know him. To be a follower of Jesus, you need to follow Jesus. So as I was working through this, these verses this week, uh, I have a tendency to jump on the verses of obedience. I had, I had a chance back at, at our old congregation to preach through Ephesians. And if you're familiar with Ephesians, the last three chapters of Ephesians are, do, 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 this is what you want to do, this is how you need to be. And, and I was preaching through the whole book, and I remember thinking, you know, I need to get to those last three chapters. I'm ready to get to them. I want to tell my congregation what to do. And I, and I kind of just like breezed through the first three chapters. And then I started reading chapter four, and I was like, oh, you know what I, you know what I really should have spent more time on? who Jesus is. Not necessarily what I'm supposed to do, but who he is. And, and this week, you know, I'm going through these verses here and, and I'm, I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm ready. This is going to be fun. Uncomfortably fun for everybody else. Totally fun for me because I love uncomfortable fun. And he said to them all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow after me. And, and those words are, this is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to do. But, but there's, an, there's another verse attached to that. And, 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 and there's, there's more of the why. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. This is, this is the why. It's, it's Jesus that I'm going to, if I'm going to be a father, I need to lose my life and not just so that my life sucks or that, that, that I lose all the things that I want. But for his sake, it, it'll save my life and it'll be his It'll be, be flat out his. And, and this, is, this is the daily decision, right? This, this, is, this is daily. I, I'm going to lose my life, not just to lose it, but to, to gain it. That Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for me, and he's going to give me his life. Ultimately, my comforts, my desires, my possessions, all that stuff is Nothing. him. If, if you want to bow your head, close your eyes, and, and we'll, do, we'll do an invitation in a way that 
I'm going to do an invitation. Uh, we are anyone. We are anyone. And, and, we, and we have these moments on Sunday morning where the call is to come to Christ and, and, that, and that call always stands. That if you don't know Jesus, good Lord, you need to know Jesus. But this call today is for anyone. For the people that don't know him, for the people that just have started knowing him, for the people that have known him all their lives, this call is for you. I am anyone. And the call is that today, not tomorrow and next week, today, I will deny myself, carry my cross, and follow after you. If, if you have absolutely no clue how that plays out in your life, if, if it's because you know, my life is just so overwhelming and, and, and I don't know how to respond to that, if it's, if it's uh, I'm so entrenched in my comforts, I don't know how to break out of it, if it's I don't know who Jesus Christ is, how am I supposed to follow after him? Um, know that there are people here that will, that will not just pray for you, but that will talk with you and walk with you and, 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 and prayerfully, intentionally see transformation so that you can come and die. So if you're the anyone and, and your statement is today is, Father, I want to come and die. Go ahead, go ahead and raise your hand. Come and die. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray us out. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, pray, I'm gonna pray. Father, I thank you, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for this opportunity to look at your word. And Father, I pray that, that your word is, is changing us, is transforming us, is, is breaking us down, is, is allowing us to kill ourselves quickly so that we can have the life that you've promised us. Father, I pray that, you know, I pray this for the congregation, but I pray this for me. I pray that that you, you tear down the walls that I'm holding up, that you rip, up, rip, rip out of my hands the things that I'm clinging to that, that uh, keep me comfortable. That you open my eyes, you open my mind, you open my heart to what it is that you have for me. And give me the strength and the weakness to follow after you closely. I pray for all of us this today and every day, but in particular today. I just give you all the praise, Father. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We're gonna we're gonna close this out. We're gonna we're gonna we give it a little time of reflection. In the back of your seats, there's the connection cards. And and my encouragement to you is to write out an I will statement. 
There are guys in this room that I make do I will statements every week, and, and they, they do it kicking and screaming, and their kids are doing I will statements. They weren't kicking and screaming today, were they? Not too bad? My encouragement to you is, is just that. Today, how will you die to yourself? How will you deny yourself? I will today. Don't write down something like, on Tuesday I'm going to. Today. Walk out of here today responding to the verses that were up there. Walk, out of there. walk out of here today prepared to respond to Luke 9, 23, 24. Because it's a must. It's a daily must. I didn't say that. Jesus did.